Welcome to the Freedom Fridays podcast with me, your host, Pete Clark, the Whispers Guy. Work seems to expand to the time that we give it. And I've been investing my time, occasionally on a Friday, to explore how we use our time, our energy, our attention, and the impact it has on our identity. I've been exploring over season one, some of the mindset shifts in the handcuffs of I have to, to the freedom of I choose to. And I've shared some conversations, some tips, some tools about how you might want to invest your own time, your own energy, your own attention, how you might want to, if you choose to, make some changes to your identity, how you might have freedom from I have to and design a life around I choose to. If that's of interest to you, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to this episode of the Freedom Fridays podcast. Uh, I have a returning guest. Uh, this chap uh, spoke to us oh, nearly two years ago, 18 months ago, two years ago, and was going through some particularly challenging uh, self-reflection. Uh, here we are 18 months later, and uh, I think there's been some breakthroughs, but uh, let's hear about it. And so welcome again to the Freedom Fridays podcast, Dave Solers. Oh, thank you, Pete. It's great to be back. And, uh, you know, here we are again. I was amazed that it was two years ago, almost two years ago or more than two. Uh, that's amazing that it's gone by that quickly uh, for me. Uh, and it's great to be back. I mean, here you are here. I'm, we're still alive. We're still OK. <laughs> we're still alive. Yeah, we're still alive. We're yeah. still we're still hungry. We're still looking at the world through different lenses and trying to get better at what we do and how we show up. So, yeah, here we are. Yeah. So, Dave, the the context for last time, and I'm sure I'm not not sure how many listeners would have uh, would remember the last one. Um, like you say, it's, it's the time has seemingly passed pretty quickly. Mm. Uh, you were going through some. Uh, particular self-reflection challenges, uh, particular about, you know, giving away your power, authority, and choice. Right. And you were in the thick of it. I um, was. Now, <laughs> the listeners don't need to know, you know, the specific details, but let's imagine, say, you know, anyone going through a particular challenging job scenario, a relationship scenario, a, a life transition, whatever it might be. Imagine that you're in it. And yeah. that, that's what you were going through. And I know we've spoken offline to say, you know, things have evolved. Um, I'd, lo I'd love to hear, you know, <laughs> because we could talk about it for ages, I guess the shortened version of where were you and where are you now? Yeah, yeah thank you. It's a great question. I'll, and I'll build on what you said about life transitions, life transition, because I actually like that word for, uh, the journey that I've been on and what a lot of people have been on. Mm. So for me, there was a place and it was a place of choice and it was a place of difficulty. And it was a place of what I looked at and thought were almost insurmountable issues. Some of them were commercial about money and stuff. Some of them were about, you know, what I thought was my rights and my place and what I was owed and all these kind of things. But also some of it was about ethics and values and intrinsic ways that I looked at the world. And that's what 
That's what I was really struggling with. And so when we had a conversation, I was doing my best to, to keep my head above water through articulating what's happening with me now. Because, and, and even just asking myself what's happening with me now, what needs to happen next over and over and over again, because I couldn't do it. I, I was just really struggling. So I was trying to articulate this for my own survival at that point. Mm. So I developed some really good habits in the face of insurmountable obstacles. And those good habits served me well then, and they serve me even better now. So if I take your word transition and build on that, what started ending was a certain kind of uh, identity that I had. I belong here. I'm in this tribe. This is what I do. This is where I do it. This is how I do it. All of that started ending. And then my identity about what I do, how I, massive disruption, massive disorientation, and then even to what William Bridges calls disidentification happened. Mm -hmm. right? And so if, you know, people have gone through that, and of course we've gone through it in many, many ways, many times, this one certainly got my attention uh, because it all seemed to be tectonic at all at the same time. It was, it even caught my attention. And so, so those things started ending, but then I drifted or was catapulted into, uh, you know, what uh, Bridges would call the neutral zone. Or if you read old uh, Japanese books, like the Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi, calls it the void. So yeah. this is the place, right, of, and there's been some other sayings that say it's the possibility of everything, but the reality of nothing. It's, it's just, it's, these words actually mean something to me now. Before they were just, they were cute to say, and people would smile and they would laugh. But I have now uh, deep personal experiences in the void. <laughs> I have deep personal discomforts and challenges and obstacles and resistance, and then triumphs and lessons and builds and the things that I discovered there that I could not and have not discovered anywhere else, despite the fact that every day I thought, I hate this. <laughs> I, I can't stand being here. It's that deep questioning. It's that deep questioning with no answer. It's that place of being lost when you feel just lost. Motivation, things that I fought for things that I was excited about, the things that drove me, gone. What drives me now? Don't know. Ugh, hate that. I've always been driven, right? I went back in my life to see when's the last time that I was in this place of being okay with not knowing, being okay with not knowing what drives me, what motivates me, and looking for meaning in everything because you're just trying to get out. And so everything you look for from a book to a passage, to a thing on television, to a pen that you write to, I started looking at what birds do. And I thought, well, maybe that's a sign because you're just desperate. You're just, you're wow. desperate for meaning, desperate for anything that sheds light 
that can give you insight to help you understand so you can get out. And um, I realize that I'm always ending something. I'm always in the neutral zone in something and I'm always beginning something. So what I was trying to get out of was actually a consistent state. So when I started, stopped resisting it and allowed myself to be in it and take some ownership and some power over it, that's when insights came. That's when I started noticing things. That's when I started getting what uh, another author, and I know I'm name dropping books because I think, I know you're a bibliophile. I mean, just look I'm behind a geek, you. I'm a geek, look behind yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read a lot of books, desperately searching for answers. I talked to a bunch of people, tragically and, and desperately looking for insight. <laughs> Outside of myself, not inside of myself. And that was another key. But yeah. it did help me shape some ideas when I had nothing, when I was struggling with who I was and who I was becoming because I didn't think I was anything yet. Yeah. So this place is where I developed my own insight when I stopped resisting that this thing was happening and mm -hmm. started listening to me and started asking myself important questions instead of everybody else. What do I want? What's really important? Some existential things. Yeah. Also listening to my answers and then going beyond that. What's, I think I'm moving from a place of what's ending is I need to show you that I'm good. I need to show somebody that I know how. I need to show someone that this is what motivates me. I need to show someone that this is important to me, that I matter, that this is what I value. And right. what started happening in the neutral zone is I started developing my own lens, my own point of view, changing, right? Changing, and then started looking for meaning. So when the desperation came down, what started coming up was, is that meaningful enough for me to work on? Is that meaningful enough for me to do? Is that meaningful enough for the impact that I want to have in the world with the people that I care about or want to meet? Do I want to meet these kind of people? So meaning came out of it. It was not yeah, at first. It was that, you, you might have mentioned this to me before. Was that book um, Radical Acceptance? I've read that. So that's Tara Brock. So yes. And that was one of the books I read, but um, I think the book that kind of put it together for me was William Bridges transitions. That's why I picked up on oh, what you yeah, said. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Life transitions. Yeah. And he, again, you know, we're lucky and you know this from your life when actually we read something that hits us where we are, speak to us where we can hear it. And then gives us insight that we can then put into action that we can use in our own life. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't getting anywhere because I was resisting everything, especially my own insights. <laughs> it seems funny now. But uh, yeah. You, you know, that, that classic, you know, when will you look back and laugh? And just, not, not, not literally, but literally. Um, yeah. For those that are listening, uh, Dave and I are both professional facilitators one of the frames or frameworks that we use sometimes to help groups navigate the challenges they're facing is a change framework by William Bridges. And the essence of it is as you move through these life transitions, you know, you leave school, go to uni, you become 
single, you get married. You are married, get divorced. You are uh, a couple, then you have a child. You're a family, then you have another child. Whatever the transition you're going through is, there's this idea that some things are ending. You pass through this neutral zone and things then start to begin. Now, I've known that framework for, I don't know, 20 years. The way that you've just described the neutral zone, Dave, is the most jaw-dropping, articulate, slap me around the face description, because I always sensed, well, it's just, just let things end and then they'll begin. I hadn't read and hadn't experienced just how desperate and frantic and just how awful <laughs> the neutral zone could be and so it's it's anything but neutral yeah yeah it seemed like a little torture chamber for me yeah but when you read the kind of the text and you think about well this this transition is going to end and then i'm going to do this it's gonna... so the neutral zone is almost like something you pass through not something you're held in yeah well and you know, the language that you used you know it just I love this idea, the possibility of everything, but the reality of nothing. And <laughs> we, we search for meaning in every little glimpse and morsel of life to kind of go, this is my route out. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, this is my route out. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah. And yeah. that is just, I'm wondering how many individuals, families, leaders go through this, but only all of the time. Without rec, without understanding, that's what's happening. Well, uh, part of the exercises and one of the things that that I do that we've talked about and you do too is when when they give an exercise in the book, I actually do it. And so it takes me so long to read a book because I literally do every single thing. And and I recorded. I was so messed up when this was happening for me when I was reading Bridge's book that I started recording my answers on a walk on Otter AI. Wow. I couldn't even write about it. I couldn't write about it. And as you know, I'm, I'm a writer. I write all the time. Mm -hmm. I was so disoriented, right? Disoriented, disrupted. I, I just didn't, I didn't. My grandfather used to say, I guess that boy can't find his butt with both hands. And <laughs> I was, <laughs> and I was that boy. I was that boy. And so what happened is I started saying these things. I wanted to actually go through it and record it and codify what was it like to be here. And when I did that, there were times I was laughing. There were times that I said, I can't believe this is happening. There were times that I was angry. And there was times that I just started crying. I just started crying. And I just pleaded into a, a microphone on a phone. For it to end. And what I, I mean, so I, for me, being on the other side of this, mostly, right? Mostly, um, I've taken something maybe for the first time it, that I have consciousness around it, and I've taken a book and lived it. And so now when I talk about it, it's different, right? It's just, it's different. I've, I've made it, I've made it mine. I talk about it in my way from my experience and then say, well, that's mine. I don't know what it is for you. But when I speak to leaders about it, 
there's just this pause. And one of the questions that Bridges asks is, well, what's your habit of endings? How do you normally end? When did you, you know, what's your experience with ending relationships? What's your experience with ending, you know, home leases, car leases? What's your experience with uh, ending jobs? Which, what is your ending habit? And I had just moved on from one thing to the, to the other thing. And yeah. sometimes two things at once so that I could build a bridge to yeah. the next. And yep. then the other one just go, see ya. I did all kinds of things. This was the only time that I stopped. And for whatever reason, I couldn't find a new beginning to save my life. And I was trying, I was trying and everything I tried didn't work. So I tried some of my old habits and I thought to myself, I'll do my old habits until my new beginning shows up. They didn't work work either. So I'm like, I I kept looking up and going, so what's this about? I can't even do the old stuff. Are you kidding me? And the answer was no, you cannot even do the old stuff. And what's that old saying in for a penny and for a pound or something like that? It seems like I was in for a pound, but I thought it was going to be a penny. I really did. (laughs) Dave, I'm reflecting on, um, I'm I'm probably going to avoid (laughs) saying I'm reflecting on my own situation, but I am with something I've got going on right now. But I'm reflecting on just last night at dinner, having a conversation with my wife uh, and my son and uh, call him our nephew, G, because he stayed for for longer than I think any of us expected. Um, (laughs) Every single one of us, all of them had something like this go on right now. They've got it going on. Oh, yeah. And, And some of it's light. Like you know, the I guess the ice cream version of the neutral zone. Sure. Some of it's pretty challenging. Yeah. You got a whole house of it. Well, and so my my, my reflections. I wonder how many households have it. You know, you know, yeah. at a larger scale, is is this what the planet's going through? Is this what countries are going through? Is this what organizations are going through? It feels a bit like it. It's a great topic. I mean, I don't know about countries. I don't know about planets, but the people that, one, I went through it. Then when I check in and I let them know, um, I don't want to project onto you, but I might. So just be aware of that. I might. And then I check in on these areas. And so many of the leaders that I speak with now, something is ending some way of work, some way of working, some transformation process is underway, something's ending. And as fast as they can, they want to start something new without anything in between. So I say, yeah, me too. Yes, of course, me too. But then I ask, how's it working with the new beginning? It's not. So what if we take a step back and say, what could we learn from not working? What could we learn from something ending? And then we get into what I think you and I've talked about in a lot of different scenarios, and it's been coined in a variety of different ways, which is mechanical change versus human transition. Yeah. And once people feel that 
and get their feelings and experiences validated. And I can do that now because I can ask questions that get right into the nub of it. I can go straight in on it. Right. And I can hit the core of it with an honest compassion. It's like, well, this may be you, this may be not you, but you feel lost and have just really don't feel motivated by a lot of the same things. And then I get this look and I'm like, I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> yes. And, and I thought you were speaking to me and I was answering yes. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and so, yeah, well, who hasn't, right? Yeah. But is this important enough to talk about? And when they go, no, and, I, and then I say, well, so I'm just going to ask because it is my job to be curious about this. It feels like the level of resistance that you're giving me is enough for me to ask a follow-up question about resistance on this topic. And they're like, oh, and I said, uh, just guessing, but it is my job to guess and then ask. So I am. <laughs> and so, and, and most of the time, and I'm not saying that I'm, that I'm on this thing, but I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask because in our world that's constantly changing, all three of these things are happening simultaneously. And some of them are not that important to pay attention to. And some of them really are. <laughs> but that's what's striking me, Dave, that, you know, the, the model as it's written about and, you know, my limited understanding and, you know, full confession, I may have a ton of books behind me, but I haven't lived them all like you've just described. Um, the model as it presents is almost like a linear. Some things will end, then you'll go through a bit of impassivity, you'll be a bit lost for a couple of days then you'll find your mojo back and it'll kick off again. Right. No. This is <laughs> that's, not my experience. That doesn't, that doesn't, but like you said, there may be some things that it's that simple. Yeah, exactly. I, I uh, the, the, the bus doesn't turn up one day, so I have to walk a different way to work, get a different coffee in a different coffee shop. Oh, I quite like that one. I'm going to go to that one next day. Right. Change slacks go to a different dry cleaner, you know, yeah. some yeah. of those things are like, okay. And then other things, you know, like the, the qualities that I end up in conversation, I'm imagining you as well, which is we have this thing that needs to happen. We have this transformation project. We have this new challenge that we're working with. Yeah. And, and then also we have a new business structure, like we've restructured. So now we're trying to learn how do we work with each other on the problems that we've always had, by the way. I mean, if you're old enough, you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. did, did anybody just not see that coming? Because every time you do this, this happens. Oh, it's new for you. Okay, fine. So then looking into people's habits, because the habit of moving from, I'm not going to recognize what ended to moving to let's just begin something new works with machinery. We're gonna move in a new software. So now we've got, let's say, I, I'm, one of the things I'm working on is a, is a big real estate company. So they use this Entrada. So we switched over to Entrada today and the leadership was like, we should be good, we should be good. And then I'm like, well, let's just watch and keep your eyes and ears open and see if the software solves the problems. And I hope it does, but let's look for where it might not. 
And then, of course, it was just an absolute scramble and a mess because humans have to do this. Humans have to go from this to that. And uh, that's where we had to look at, well, let's just actually slow down a minute and look at what just ended. What do you think this property manager's identity was like prior to these things being automated? What, what did they see their value contribution as? And now you're saying this piece of software that they just met, by the way, is taking over half of their identity. Yeah. How do you think that's going to be for them? Yeah. And I wonder, Dave, I'm reflecting on my own experience, the, the work I do with clients, what you've just described, this uh, what was the right word? I, I, I want to say clamor, but it's not a clamor. It's like it's, there's something, there's this need to try and accelerate, you know, speed through the neutral zone. And I wonder yeah. if that's because we, we assume, you know, the business will fall apart or we'll lose revenue or everyone will collapse in a heap. I, I don't know is the answer, but I wonder if this kind of clamor need to, how, how do we get through that quickly? How do we get through that? you know, faster or better than anyone else, assuming one that we can and assuming right. two that it's the right thing to do. Because like you say, this is happening at multi-levels in yes. multiple ways with all of us all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I love your point because one, I think it's a it's my lived experience. I would have done anything. I would have said anything. I would have worshipped to any god. I would have sacrificed a goat. I would have done anything, <laughs> right? Anything. And, and, and yet, none of those things worked. And so the only thing that I have is a lived experience of what if I just did what all the wise people from Musashi all the way back in the late 1500s to bridges in the 70s, 1970s, said, relax, take each day, be present, and start to understand what's in front of you, how you react to it, and then make the best decision that you can about what to do next. That's it. That's it. And, and it's all, isn't it interesting how simple yet profound those two <laughs> questions that you brought to the conversation last time, you know, what's happening now? What should I do next? And and the next is almost like the next seven seconds, the next minute, the next 10 minutes. And, yeah. and just building, I guess, navigating, walking through the neutral zone. Although I'm, 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 it feels incongruent to even call it the neutral zone because it's there's nothing neutral about it. Not in my experience. <laughs> you know, to try and navigate that left right up down the kind of treacle the the, the mud yeah it's it's so profound and yet I th there's something really instructive for me in all this in the intellectually i get that oh yeah I, yeah i should relax you know Mom, I just just calm the farm pete just relax your nervous system and focus on this conversation you're having with dave now and you'll be fine and i think most of our conditioning you know our lived experience in families and organizations and relationships is yeah but what if <laughs> yeah, but what if this happens and what if that happens yeah. and uh, i want to avoid that and I, if i can get there quicker i can i can i can get out of the pain i can get out of the trauma i can get out of the 
the funk because right. I don't like being lost. Yeah, me too. I I I really like what you're saying, and 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 what sparks in my attention is a is something that I want to just say. I hadn't thought about it, but I am now. Um, I'm finally incredibly grateful for what stimulated this transition for me because what's happened is that it's i've said this i went from saying things that i knew were good and and reasonable to now desperately clinging to those same sentences and looking for help and understanding where that was not enough a sentence from a book a a, a saying from a soup from Einstein who who knows he said all those things but that it, it wasn't enough and I've used it so many times as if all you need to do is remember what Einstein said you know the thing that created this the thinking that created this is not the and, and people look at me like what is wrong with you <laughs> and I didn't get it just bounced right off of me I just it just bounced right off I was like, yeah, well, you, now, now I design things differently. I create different dialogues differently. I have an acknowledgement differently because I think differently. My discovery process is different. The way that I ask questions is different. My very lens that I look at the world is different. And it's not good or bad. It's just it's another version of me. I bring all those things. I still remember all the Einstein quotes, all the roomy quotes that I love, all the, I, I didn't lose anything, but what I gained was a lived experience of what it's like to be in this much trouble and have the things that you always counted on not being able to be counted on. Wow. That, that is the place of learning. If you can hang in there. And what that gave me, finally, because you can resist and resist and resist, and man, it just seems like it's bigger and badder than you. Yeah. And so the last door that I tried was acceptance. Maybe I'll just accept going back to Tara Brock, right? I'll just accept. And I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. And I thought, there's a little resistance. Hating, hating might be resistance. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm going to, with resistance, open this door. Let's see how that works. Yeah. And it was better. And then it was better. And then what started happening and still continues now uh, is that I realized I'm being supported through the neutral zone. I'm being supported. I'm being okay. cared for. I'm being loved. Commercial things worked out. Financial things worked out enough. Things, people, places where I could practice enough, where I could be authentic enough, but not overly do it like I, like you and I know I was doing before, right? Hitting it hard. Yeah. And things just didn't come together in a neutral zone. They just, they just don't work. They just stop working. And that is just panic until it's not, until you accept it's not working and there must be something here. And then I read another thing that took meaning. I wonder what's waiting for me in the wings. And I thought, mm -hmm. I wonder what's waiting for me in the wings. 
So I'm paying attention to the bright lights, the people, the audience, the stuff. But I wonder what's waiting for me just off to my left and just off to my right. Wow. And then I started looking for that. I said, well, I got nothing else to do. I'm screwing up everything. I'm, I'm like paddling my feet and I seem to be going nowhere. So why don't I just look to my left and look to my right as a habit? Why don't I start asking myself about wonderment? Why don't, I, why don't I start asking myself about what could I see if I see beyond this? And I started doing that in my thoughts, my meditations. I started writing. I took walks. This is another place if, if you know, like if you wonder if you're in the neutral zone, you decide you're going to take walks outside all the time and it's not enough and you're starting to talk to yourself in the woods. You might be in the new zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave, we're, we're, we're kind of laughing. Um, <laughs> in a, you know, in a, I think in a relatively authentic way, and yet I know I can only imagine. I'm, I'm reflecting my own experience of what that's like. That one of the things you said last time, because uh, I made a note because I felt this at the time, and I really felt for you and with you, and I really wanted to reach out and give you the the biggest hug I could. You said a couple of questions around how the question you were pondering at that time was, how does it feel to get what you want? Mm. Not the getting of what it was, but how would it feel? Mm. And there was a deservedness question. Oh, right. Yeah. And I'm, right. I'm wondering if you can, did you get what you wanted? How did it feel? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay good start how does that yeah so wherever you kind of move with that did you get yeah. some of what you wanted how does it feel and where's your sense of deservedness now <laughs> yeah two great questions and what a wonderful reminder uh, one i didn't i didn't get what i want because what i was asking for and i was writing down was a very logical rational answer that i thought i deserved and i want now that may happen, actually. There's a deal on the table now where that could actually happen. And more than what I wanted, which is right. saying a lot because I want a lot. Yeah. So that actually, that says a lot. Yeah. So that's now possible, but it wasn't possible uh, not that long ago. And so what happened is I got more than I want because what I never asked for and couldn't in those moments because I didn't know it was about that, was my freedom. I didn't ask for that, but that's what I got. Now, once I got my freedom, then I could ask for bunches of things. Then I could experience things. And then I could say to myself, wow, I really wanted that. I don't think I need that now. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So I got, I did not get what I wanted when you and I met, because what I was asking for was just at this level of stuff, which is fine, right? Nothing wrong with stuff. That turned out not to happen in the neutral zone. Stuff was not happening. <laughs> there was no stuff happening. Yeah. What was happening was enough stuff was happening so that I could be supported. Enough stuff was happening so that we were okay which is a concern if you work for yourself. You know this. Yeah. yeah. You know it very well. 
And then once I started accepting this, what I got was two things. One, freedom from the parts of me that I didn't want to see or feel or understand. And I got that through compassion. I finally gave myself compassion and I was able to give others compassion. Even people who are threatening me, I was able to give them genuine love and compassion. Genuine. Like yeah. I meant it. I meant it. And when I meant it and gave it to him, that's when I got free. And that's when I realized, I think I'm on to something. Hmm. Um, the, you know. <laughs> one of the things we've talked about offline, Dave, which I'd love to explore with you is, is it's, 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 I sense that you have had a very uh, challenging, and you know, I'm going to make it simple here, a, a difficult conversation with yourself. Um, you've been able to hold space for yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's um, been about two years of this difficult yeah. conversation. Well, I, I remember, you, again, you, you said last time, you, this is not what you'd recommend. <laughs> I, I get it. And I don't know if we force ourselves into it, find ourselves into it. Um, but I'm interested in you, you know, now you're at this stage, whatever stage this is. Yeah. How, how do we, how could we, how could you and I, how could others... And I don't just mean in a corporate context, but, you know, mothers and sons and friends and colleagues navigate and facilitate difficult, almost polar conversations with people. And this idea of because, well, certainly in, in my circles, I hear it a lot, but I've not been able to read a lot about it other than my felt experience of it is how do we hold space in all of the pace that's going on i'd love your view on this idea of holding space why what what does holding space mean who who should we do that for when should we not do it yeah do you have have a view on that dave well as as i'm kind of sitting with it now given what we've just talked about i mean the the link that i would make is uh, one it's a it's a link of gratitude I'm a lot better at that than I used to be. And I contribute that to the kind of gravitas that I have to be present. Like if I can be present with myself and all that stuff, then I can finally get over. And as I have said before, I I lift my head above the parapet of self. And I'm not sure I did a lot of that. I tried, right? I have a positive intent. Most of us do, right? We have a positive intent. We want to do it. So it's not about that. It's just about, well, what's that look like for you now? And so now with this experience, I realize, oh, I was a little more self-serving than I would have said. I could have passed a polygraph, right? Because they would have said, listen, are you there for the client? I would have, yes, I am. Pass, pass. But what I've discovered is, Not a lie, but a truth of how I can actually be truer to myself and truer to the people that are asking me to for help and support, truer, more powerful, more present. That's a truth. And and so for me, it's changed my whole outlook on how I do things. Again, my lens is different. That's that's the new beginning. That's the beautiful new beginning. If you talk to people, and and I have since, right? Because first. I thought this was happening. So I was sense checking people that I knew and talking with just to see if I 
how crazy am I? Was my question. Not am I crazy? How crazy am I? Because I thought you're crazy. How crazy? Am I functional or should I just check myself in somewhere? And I thought, no, something's here. Something's going on. So at the end of this, my lens and how I look at things, knowing the journey that I've been on, um, I know enough now, I think I do anyway, on a good day, on my best days, to really start to have questions of what's called genuine interest instead of questions of genuine self-interest, <laughs> which I know how to do, right? Because yeah. I would ask them questions that I want an answer to, so I would show up great, and I knew what to do. Yeah. And that's still important. I mean, I still want to show up great, and I still want to know what to do as much as I can. But I can be there for them and ask what I don't know, and I can show up and not know exactly what to do and be okay. Yeah. Those are two huge steps huge steps because that means i'm with them and i'm not inside a mental construct of them in my own brain i'm just with them that's different as you know yeah that's different so i think it's beautiful and you know to ask you to to answer a little bit of that question um you'll recognize all of these but so when I do initial conversations, my questions are different. Like I was speaking with somebody the other day and I have my questions that I've always asked that I know work really well. But now my questions, I still need those because some of those are like reasonable questions to ask. Yeah. But then I very quickly, I very quickly move into things where I want to understand where they would become subject to or pulled into or attached to strongly and where do they then what do they do with that can they detach do they detach like i'm out of here uh, a pilot right their plane's on fire they punch out i'm gonna punch out yeah or can they find this place and this is this is an old symbol right it's an old symbol mm -hmm. and i be the vessel of this moment can i hold it and can it move through me and can our conversation can i hold this conversation and have it move through me not by me but just move through me mm -hmm. and that's the difference i never did that before i never i never thought about it that way before i never tried to do that before i didn't know it was a thing <laughs> i'm still not sure it's a thing but it's my thing now yeah and so i asked somebody the other day they were telling me about this thing that they've been into for a couple of years some trouble that has happened and i just said so I'm really interested in what you have to say. And what I heard is that two years ago, you really knew that something wasn't right. And you're like, yes. And I said, what really stopped you two years ago from taking action on what you knew needed to happen? Mm -hmm. I do it. I care. I'm compassionate. But it's very direct. And it's from a place that just says, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. You didn't act. Me too. You you were paralyzed? Yeah, me too. You didn't know what to do? Yeah, me too. So what's your version of that? I know my version of that. What's your version of that? And then we can work on whatever needs to happen next. 
And that's different for me, Pete. It's just different. And my preparation is different. I used to, and you know this from doing work with me when I was leading it, right? I'm an old uh, stage manager from the theater. Very meticulous preparation. Now, don't ever lose that because that's kind of awesome, right? <laughs> like, why would you lose that? That's a really nice habit. But what I've added to that is a place that I don't have to know everything. And I can leave space for things to happen that I don't know. I can leave space for them to fill and then for me to check in with them and understand what's happening so that they make meaning. And this is the biggest, now this is my purpose, right? This is actually my new mission, my new purpose. I've read it, I've read it, and I've said it. I've said it with all conviction, but now I mean it, like from my bone marrow. Yeah, wow. Can I help them understand how they make meaning to create a new lens that they look at this situation through that they can then their best selves start to solve. Can we do that? Instead of I give them answers and I show them things and I look super smart. I like looking super smart so I can fall into that. I like it. I love people to say, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, of course. Thank you. I love it. And now I'm holding the attention of that and saying, how can I really help them see themselves? How can this moment create the beginning of a new lens. How can we put on a little, a little disruption, a little disorientation, a little neutral zone so that their best things don't work. So now they look for what else they have, not for what I have, but what they have already inside of them. Right. And that's different for me, Pete. I always wanted them to be disrupted so I could give them an answer and they'd love it. And of course they would, right? Because they'd be desperate like I was. But that keeps them ending neutral zone, ending neutral zone. What I'm holding them back from is the coolest part of this, which is a new beginning that's of you. That's the coolest part. Wow, that resonates. Um, I was only doing it yesterday. <laughs> We all do it, right? And it's not that I do. I'm not. I don't want to stand here and go. Listen, I'm the. I'm the guy. I'm just trying to find my butt with both hands. You know. <laughs> 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 I'm just trying to figure it out, and I have a new standard of what good looks like, what good feels like, a new standard for a mission and a purpose. I have. I have a new standard. That's it. Now that's true, actually. And and it sounds like Dave. Um, I'm taking this as one of my insights from this. But anyone listening, there is no prescribed way. There is no read this book, go and read that book, have that experience. Read this book, have this experience. Read that book, and then you'll be in the same place, Davis. Uh, well, I wish that were true. I would have read. I mean, I read a bunch of books looking for that. Yeah. Yeah, but my experience is that just doesn't happen in the same way with the next person. Yeah, my version of this will be different than somebody else's, thank goodness. Yeah. And also, 
I read a bunch of books. So guess what? Now I can put those into action. Mm-hmm. So, yay. I read a bunch of books. I created some meaning. It wasn't the brass ring that I was looking for. Get me out of here. It wasn't that. But it yeah. turned out to be part of the new beginning. Yeah. And it turned out to be part of, oh, I can now talk about transitions because I've felt it and lived it. Oh, I can talk about the neutral zone in a way because I really know what that feels like. So, oh, oh, I can talk about what's real and what's true in a way that is not just cognitive. It's from a felt experience. experience. And this experience that I've, you know, there's a part of me that's still doing this. I haven't got it all figured out. I I don't want to come across <laughs> that. You know me well enough to know that. But well, I will tell you well enough too to get a go of that ain't happening right now. That ain't happening. But there's been so much that has happened that I'm grateful for. Yeah. Wow. And so many good things that are now starting to change, but in ways I had not predicted. I hadn't predicted. I hadn't thought about. So many um Another book that I read in desperation was a book called God Wink, because I thought, wow, we should bring God into this. I should just just (laughs) do it when all else fails. And what was funny is I read this book, and and, uh, this is the guy that created Schoolhouse Rock in America. So anybody that grew up in the 60s and 70s like I did, we all can sing two or three of these songs that we listen to after, you know. I'm just a noun, just, you know, we all need these songs. So this guy had this tremendous success and then transition ending and then neutral zone, painful, painful neutral zone. And then new beginning. He didn't write in it like that, but in his neutral zone, he discovered his thing to look for, which is called a God wink, which is these moments we couldn't anticipate or plan But when they happen, you're like, whoa, that's a great fit. And I didn't expect it to come from there. Yeah. So those kinds of things are happening. And by the way, a funny funny thing that I look for are these kind of synchronous moments. I read this book and and it was a book book, which I typically don't buy. I do do a lot of my stuff on Kindle because I travel like you, right? I can't take 50 books, but I can take a Kindle. So I do. So I'm reading this book book. Because again, I'm just so freaking desperate. (laughs) I found it in my basement. I was giving my grandchild some books and I found it in a stack. And I was like, oh, I didn't know I had this. What's this? Because I was going to give it to him. And then I thought, well, let me turn to a page, see if it resonates. That's the old illusions book from the 60s, right? The blue feather book. I picked that up then. And I said, if it resonates, I'll read it. And if not, I'll give it to my grandson. I read it and I was like, oh, I should read this. I read it and it was amazing. I read it all the way through the book. And I thought, that's incredible. I wonder where I got this book. And I wonder where it was printed. So I look in the front of the book and I'm paraphrasing. And it says, it sounds like you've been through your version of this. I just wanted to buy this book in case this helps you understand a little bit more of what you've gone through. Love you, mother. My mother gave me this book 10 years ago. It just sat there, you know, I'm sure pushed around 
on my downstairs bookshelves. You you must have a downstairs bookshelf. Yeah, that's there. It's not literally downstairs, but it's there. Yeah. 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 Oh, mate. Wow. So 10 years ago, I find another piece of the puzzle, another place where I can take this sort of idea that he has, which is fine, and link it to sort of my intentionality work, my sort of Buddhist practices, my sort of Taoist awareness. I can fit it in, right? I can make, I'm like, oh, that's a teeth, that's a tooth in the cog. Okay, great. Yeah, that's a great analogy. I think those, um, uh, as you've heard, you know, God winks, um, just give us a glimpse of hope and possibility. And I remember an old story, true story, actually, a um, friend of mine 20 years ago got divorced. And in chatting about it afterwards, um, referenced, I can't remember the name of the book, but referenced, and it doesn't have to be books, you know, both both book geeks, and it, it could be anything. But, you know, you've referenced a book that you said, you know, had I read this at the time, it would have saved my marriage. And I said, so, you know, wow, why, why, why did you buy it now? He said, I didn't. I bought it 20 years ago. Oh, my. Yeah, but right. I'm reflecting on my own experience, probably. In fact, probably, definitely, maybe. <laughs> the answer <laughs> or a glimpse of hope for some of the challenges that I'm facing is sitting right behind me. Well, it's your quote, but maybe, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's your, something you say. Maybe. But maybe. I, I think one of the things that I discovered because I had to go through my first initial reaction to this stuff, and I realized we're talking about a bunch of things, but it helped me understand myself to, for me to check with other people. I don't know if they've, yeah, when this actually happened, do you, do you not want, do you want to accelerate through this? Otherwise you'll sit with your guilt. Yes. Your self-judgment. Yes. Your, your identity of, listen, this shouldn't happen to me. I'm an achiever. I'm a successful person. I've always been X, Y, Z. How could I be anything else? So if you don't move to the next thing, you would have to accept this at some point or deflect it or deny it or, but, but when I tell you what, I did all of that, but when that just keeps pushing it in your face, there's a day where you got to, you got to look at that mirror and you don't, as Rumi says, you don't need to look at how the mirror is made. You need to look into the image. And that's, those are tough days. God, those are tough days. Yeah. But those are liberating days if you can hold the tension of that. And so now I know one of my other tasks, and I've said it, but now I really felt it. Holding the tension. Holding the tensions of the moment is how you can stay present. And I, I have a whole new understanding of that. And I have a whole new conviction, by the way. And I just said it to somebody today that I was coaching who runs a country for a company, a big com company country, a big profitable country, lots at risk, lots to gain. And with all the conviction I could, I just said, your job is to hold the tension that you're talking about, have a good discussion, make a good decision and check and see what the outcomes are. And then see how you did and reflect on it. Do it again. And I said, your job, hold that tension. That's your job. And he went, and I said, how's that land? I said, I said it to you straight. How is it sitting with you? And he's like, I think I need to be able to hold tension. And I said, 
okay, then let's get busy doing that. Let's find out how you can be present in the moment with whatever exists. And then that's your job. And I never said it with that conviction. I could say it, but now I say it and like something happens. Yeah, it'll land congruent. There'll be an authenticity. There'll be a realness to it. That people will go, oh, shit, Dave, Dave, Dave's, Dave's being real. Dave's telling me the truth. Dave's seen something, you know, whatever it is. I, I, would just, I sense it will land differently. Yeah. Well, they get it that it's my truth, and I check into them to see if it's their truth. It doesn't have to be. Mm. But it, I am going to take a risk. I am going to take a chance. I am going to throw this out as a possibility and see how it sits with them, how it resonates with them or not. And if it doesn't, we move on. Okay, fine. Just checking. I think that's a really uh, instructive thing for me, Dave, and maybe anyone listening, this idea of sharing and being willing to share your truth within a frame, within a context. Yeah. And, and simply, although it's not simple, uh, checking in with the other person to see if it's their truth. If it is, yeah. let's explore. If it's not, let's move on. Well said. And for me, how I got to that, to that level that you said in a framework, because before that, I wasn't uh, good at it. I would talk to anybody that was listening about how much trouble I was in and how awful I was feeling. There's like two or three people that I can have that conversation with. Yeah. They wilted like a flower inside 130 degrees celsius sun like they just because i was coming at them with such intensity it just destroyed them so they wouldn't talk to me for weeks because i couldn't do it inside a, a functional framework i blasted them like with a blast furnace and they just melted and i didn't know that it was happening and then afterwards i'm like wow where are my friends i don't have any friends left I'm thinking this neutral zone sucks because you lose all your friends too. And I thought, well, you don't have to, but I, I melted my friends. <laughs> I destroyed them. And I thought, okay, I became subject to something and didn't know it. I was so deeply entrapped. I, I couldn't tell in a conversation. Wow. Wow. Oh, Ooh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to I had to figure that one out too. I had to work on that. So one of the things that you ask about how do you hold that space and and I and I just want to make sure that I get back to that is that when one you decide which space you're going to hold so that's the discovery. What is the space? Yeah. Like if you're a problem solver and you're looking for problems is that actually what's happening? How do you find out what's actually happening to the people? So my questions are different. My, my way of looking at things, I'm probing in a few different places with the belief that I have no idea what's going on. Instead of the smart guy says, I know what's going on. I know supply chain. I know how to do this. I know how to do pharmaceutical launches. I know how to, yeah, yeah, I know. And then I would look where I would expect to find a problem where I'd expect to find a rub. And now I sit back and go, all right, I don't actually know what's going on. So what would I find out? And I don't know how they feel about it. I don't know what they're invested in, what they're not invested in. 
I don't know. So how would I find out? And I ask very different questions, very different questions. And then when I find out what I think is going on, I always bounce it off a couple of key stakeholders like you and I have always done to sounding board. This is what I see. This is what it means to me. This is what I think. And this is what I would recommend. How's that sit with you? Tweak it. Off we go. In the moment before this happens, I have to now, and I do this a better job, it's not an academic exercise. It's a felt uh, imperative for the mission that I'm on. If I really am committed to having them discover the lens, their own lens, and not just appreciate me for my lens, big distinction, right? Big distinction. Yeah. Then I have to hold their space. That was the first distinction that I made where I started thinking about, and I would say the word we. And it's like, no, there's no we. It's you. Or if, if I'm at the South, I'd say y'all. It's, it's you, you all. And then there's me helping to facilitate this. There's not a we here. There's no we. And I realized in my language, I was saying that. And I thought, what am, am I saying that I'm like them? I can need to be careful about that because I am not you and I'm not going to be you. Wow. Wow. Well, why was I doing that? And I thought, because I want to bond with them. I want to create common ground. I want to let them know that we're all in the pool, but we are not. We are not the same. And my job is not to be you, not to be liked, not to have you appreciate me. Although, of course, I hope all that happens because, of course, I do. But my job is to hold this space so that I know, and I've done the pre-work, what inside this space do I have problems with? What is my relationship to X, Y, and Z? Where would I be pulled in and not be able to see like I did by burning all my friends? Where would that happen in this conversation? What is my relationship to strong emotions? And then do that. And then think about that and then heal that and then be grounded for that and then walk in. Yeah, for anyone listening, there is a, a repeated health warning against any <laughs> advice or comments given during this conversation. This is not recommended work. This is not a recommended path to take. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But boy, is it. For me, freeing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm getting to the person that I was. I, I remembered uh, an eight or 10-year-old boy who was incredibly creative, a three-year-old who started writing poetry. Wow. A 12-year-old that wrote a play. The stories, the 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 a 16-year-old who they said, we don't have any money for the church. And I created an event that raised enough money to help the church. Uh, and then somebody else that said, at high school, we don't have enough money to create a club to do X, Y, and Z. So I put on a musical and we raised twice the money we needed. And then that thing still, still is going today. And I forgot that boy. I forgot that person who knew how to do things. I forgot that person who had 
this. And my adult life said, well, things aren't like that anymore. Okay, what are they like? So does that mean we can't use that level of creativity? Does that mean we can't use that level of tempered optimism, tempered creativity? We can temper it with an adult life. I'm not 10, I'm not 16. So I could take the optimism and say, well, how could we move through this knowing that there must be a way and let's find the way? There must be. And if there isn't, we'll just create a new way with the people. I lost all that. So when I was in the neutral zone, I found all that again. I found it, rediscovered me. I didn't, again, it's not Chinese takeout. I didn't go somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't go somewhere. I didn't buy something out. Oh. I discovered parts of me that I had forgotten or somebody had said, don't be like that. Or somebody said, you should never be like that. If you, and, and I'm like, well, as long as I'm questioning everything, why don't I question everything? <laughs> Dave, I, was, I don't even know if I was expecting it. I, I don't even know if I was hoping for it, but just, being willing to, you know, the conversations you and I have had offline um, and having yeah. this conversation online that's, that's recorded. I feel really touched, humbled, uh, grateful for what you've shared. Um, and uh, perhaps, no, definitely. And I'm trying to hold some emotion in here. Um, more than you know, it's been very instructive. Wow. And I'm and I'm trying to hold this tension between, <laughs> oh my God, I could never do that. That Dave is better than, <laughs> yeah, and hold the space and hold the tension between. Okay, all right. Uh, there's 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 some things in there for anyone who's willing to to look. And and you know one of the things I would sometimes say in front of a group, I'm going to show you where to look, but I can't tell you what to find. Yeah. Well, thank you, Pete. I mean, you're somebody who I deeply respect, who we've ridden some trail together. Mm. And, and all I can say is that the confidence that I have now from a lived experience is from a lived experience. There were days that I got up and my only goal was to survive the next hour. Like the next, please give me strength, hope, confidence to survive the next hour. It, there was nothing other than survival. I wasn't achieving anything. I wasn't hopeful for anything. It was just, can I actually be in somewhat intact as a human? And, and so I know what that's like. Yeah. And you have your own version of that. And, uh, but, but the strength that comes from that kind of transition, for using his word, that you used in the very beginning, uh, is a powerful thing if it's rooted in the self. If it stays an external reaction to change, because I tried it, I tried it many times. You'd need an abacus to count the amount of times that I tried it. <laughs> I wanted the answer to be something outside of me, despite of anything that I thought, because I never thought I could do this myself. It would have to be somebody else, something else. Some, I never thought I could do it. But of course, the truth that I have now is I need to be part of that myself. 
And then there's always this little dance, isn't there? External change, internal transition. External change drives internal transition. Sometimes internal transition drives external change. Now it's a dance. Yeah. It wasn't a dance before. I was always the victim of. Felt like a fight. Yeah, it was a fight. Yeah, of course. It was a fight. Good word. Fight, resistance. There's a winner. There's a loser. There's a good. There's a bad. All those binary things that have actually no place in a complex conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, um, I'm really conscious of time. Um, I'm probably going to pause uh, the recording because maybe we can continue uh, offline. But uh, I would normally in these, again, Freedom Fridays or Fridays Freedom, yeah. uh, ask some simple, maybe glib, uh, lighter questions. I don't feel that's appropriate. And okay. so I'm just going to pause, uh, hold the tension of what's to come and what might have been, and just say a very a huge uh, thank you for bearing your soul, for sharing the journey that you have been on that in doesn't replicate mine, doesn't replicate anyone listening, um, but might just point to a possibility for them so i'm really grateful for that i'm grateful for anyone listening who picks something from that and it helps them survive the next hour yeah thank you pete you're a beautiful soul and a beautiful man so thank you it's a pleasure knowing you thanks dave